You're listening to the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. As we finish off the fourth chapter of Yuvamot, we're going to start defining forbidden relationships. And interestingly, the Mishnah is going to begin with a case of forbidden relationships, which is mentioned in the Torah in Devarim, in Deuteronomy. And I thought it'd be worth just revisiting the pasuk, just revisiting the verse, so we can familiarize ourselves with the situation. It's someone who was married to a woman and then unfortunately divorced. And she not only divorces from the first husband, but then is subsequently divorced from her second. And the Torah says, The first husband, the one who divorced her first time around, can't take her back again. Somehow, there's some, there's, there's some nervousness. It's more than nervousness, actually. The verse says, There's, some, there's more than nervousness about the idea of a woman being divorced and married to a second man and then coming back to the first one. I guess it feels a bit like wife swapping, perhaps. So the Torah forbids it. And Rabbi Akit, the Mishnah will now mention this very case. In the 12th Mishnah of the fourth chapter, Hamachazir et Grushatzor, someone who remarries his divorced wife, someone who transgresses, it's a biblical prohibition. And then the Mishnah continues, and someone who marries his chalutza, if, if, if we've done chalitza, then it's a bit like we've divorced her. It's not completely like we've divorced her, but the status of a chalutza is a little bit like that of a divorcee. We've mentioned that already. And someone who marries the relative of his chalutza. Now, we remember we've said that you can't marry, you can't divorce your wife and marry her sister. Can you marry the sister of your chalutza? Well, that, that's a, that's an, I mean, we, a chalutza is a bit like a divorcee, but she's not really a divorcee. Maybe that's an edge case. In all these cases, anyway, the Mishnah rules yotzi. In other words, someone who does these things must reverse it. He must reverse them. He must give them a get. If you do one of the perform one of these marriages, you have to give a get. But vehavalad mamzer, according to Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva, according to Rabbi Akiva, the child is a mamzer. The child can't marry into the people of Israel. The sages are going to disagree. The sages say, Ain havaled mamzer. The sages say the child is not a mamzer. Umodim. This is the, they're going to come back with a principle that we've learned already. Umodim. They agree, however. They agree that where someone marries the relative of his divorced wife is divorcee so this is a situation where someone divorces his wife and marries the wife's sister or the wife's mother they agree they somehow that and, and we we've talked about this before this the sages seem to view with some horror the idea that kind of the sibling rivalry or the generational rivalry that would arise if someone 
divorced his wife and married their daughter or their mother or their sister. It, it somehow it's crossing a red line. Now the Rambam in his commentary on this Mishnah, the Rambam in his commentary on this Mishnah explains Svaratosha Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva's reasoning is Yesh Lavin that any any what I'm translating here is any forbidden union produces a mumzer, any love. In other words, any prohibition at all produces a mumzer. And the Rambam then goes on to say that ain halacha. The halacha does not follow Rabbi Akiva. So the Mishnah will then ask, well, okay, Eza, who mumzer? Okay, so what is a mumzer? What, what, what is a mumzer? And the Mishnah answers, oh, well, was well, well the, the Mishnah will actually give us three answers. The first is Rabbi Akiva, and we know from the Rambam, by the way, the halacha doesn't go according to Rabbi Akiva, but we're going to quote Rabbi Akiva first. Essentially, the offspring where any sexual relationship is forbidden. That's the view of Rabbi Akiva. We know the halacha doesn't go according to Rabbi Akiva from the Rambam. But interestingly, the Mishnah is going to tell us this explicitly. And it's very rare, by the way, that the Mishnah tells us what the halakha is. Usually the Mishnah brings different opinions. And sometimes you can deduce which one is the halakha because, you know, it's quoted last or because it's given most weight. Sometimes you can deduce which way the Mishnah will, will rule. But in this case, and again, you can see really how seriously the Mishnah takes this. In this case, the Mishnah will actually tell us the halacha. And it goes on to say, Shimon Hatimni, Shimon the Yemenite. And he doesn't seem to be a rabbi, this guy, but he's an authority, even though he's not a rabbi. Shimon Hatimni Omer, Shimon the Yemenite says, Kol karet Any relationship for which one's liable to karate at the hands of heaven. And halacha is according to his words. And of course, karate is a mysterious concept. Literally, it means cutting off. Um, if you eat you know, more than a critical quantity on Yom Kippur on purpose, you suffer karate. Um, eating chametz on Pesach, karate, it's it's a mysterious divine punishment. And Shimon Hatimni says, and the Halacha follows him that that relationships which incur this punishment of karate create a mamzer. Rabbi Yoshua Omer, Rabbi Yoshua says, Kol alav mitat Rabbi Yoshua says, any relationship for which for, for which one's liable to death at the hands of a court. So Rabbi Hoshua is actually stricter than Rabbi Shimon Hatimni. And Rabbi Shimon ben Azai is going to try to back up Rabbi Hoshua. Amar Rabbi Shimon ben Azai. Rabbi Shimon ben Azai said, Matsati Megillat Yochasin Birushalayim. I found a scroll of genealogical records in Jerusalem. It's very interesting. I mean, I I would say that the you know the practice certainly in medi in you know medieval or or um, even uh, enlightenment Europe was 
you know, if they found out they'd not keep genealogical records of mum's erim, if someone was a mum's heir, you know, they might tell him to go and live in the next village where people where people don't know him. But anyway, Rabbi Shimon ben as I said, I found this scroll of genealogical records in Jerusalem. Matsati miligat megilat yofsin birushalayim vechatuvba, and it was written in it. Ish ploni mamzer mi ish. So and so is a mamzer from a relationship with an adulterer, from a um, from a relationship with a married. Lukayem divrei Rabbi Hoshua, and that establishes the view of Rabbi Hoshua. Now, I'm not sure this does establish the view of Rabbi Hoshua because Rabbi Hoshua. The view of um, the review of Shimon, the view of Shimon Hat Timni, Shimon the Yemenite, of course, includes anything for which one is liable to death. Um, death at the hands of a court is more serious than karet at the hands of heaven. So, I don't think this does quite establish the view of Rabbi Yoshua, but at least it does give us perhaps some insight into. Well, it, it gives us a, an interesting historical insight into perhaps practice in Jerusalem in the time of the Mishnah. And then the Mishnah changes direction completely. If a man's wife died, a sister is permitted to him. Of course, this is an example of a forbidden relationship, but it becomes non-forbidden once the once the wife dies you can't marry your divorcee sister but you can marry your a, a widower after the death of his wife can marry his wife's sister and we have it from a verse actually in vayikra we learned this verse very early on when we started learning them the the um tractate of yavamot you shouldn't take a woman as a wife, as well as her sister, as a rival to her sister, as a rival, to uncover her nakedness, in her lifetime. The prohibition on marrying two sisters is in the lifetime of the two sisters. We know it's a, it's a verse. But the Mishnah is now going to go and detail all these examples. So Gershah, if a man's wife died, if a man's divorce, if a, if a if a man's divorced wife died, she's permitted to her sister's permitted to him. Sorry, if a, if a man's wife died. Her sister's permitted to him. Gersha umita mutar ba'achuta. If he divorced her and she died, her sister's permitted to him. Yivim to shemeita mutar ba'achuta. If a person's yivama died, her sister's permitted to him. Chalatzla umita mutar ba'achuta. If he performed chalitza for her and she died, her sister's permitted to him. Niseit la'achar umita mutar ba'achuta. If she was married to another man and died, this is again the situation of the double divorce. She divorces from him, she gets married to another person, and then she dies. Mutar ba'achuta. Her sister is permitted to him. And this is the conclusion of the fourth chapter of Yuvamot. And 
it's interesting. We know these halachot from the Torah. And the, the Gemara actually, this is the end of the fourth chapter, but the Gemara has the last word. etc. etc. If a person's wife died, if his Yivama died. Amar Rav Yosef. Rav Yosef said, Han Shana Rebbe. Here, Rebbe, this is Rabbi Yudah Nasi, by the way. When we refer to Rebbe in the Mishnah, we're referring to Rabbi Yudah Nasi, the redactor of the Mishnah. Kan shama Rebbe Mishnah she'ena tzricha. He taught an unnecessary Mishnah. We didn't need this part of the Mishnah because we have it from the Pasuk. Somehow it seems to be sufficiently important to Rabbi Yudah Nasi that he would repeat it. And Rav Yosef is surprised. Perhaps Rabbi Yudana C had his reason. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict.